0: Hi, and welcome back to our podcast. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. A lot of stuff has uh, happened since uh, last time. Basically, it's hard to um, remember where we left off. But uh, before we go there, also, uh, hi and welcome to our uh, my co-host, uh, Mr. Dutch. How hi, are you Peter. doing?
1: It's good to see you. Happy New Year. I hope you had a nice break, a nice relaxing time over Christmas with not a lot to do.
0: Well, it was the rapid and blitz, but I mean, you know. Well, some of the others, as we will talk about later, do think Magnus gets help during the event. So that, of course, is flattering. But to be honest, it was a rather relaxing event from from me. What about you? You had family over, I heard, right?
1: Yeah, I had a a pretty chilled out Christmas period. I I did go to Barcelona just before uh, Christmas, which was nice. I got away from the snow for a few days. And then I had some family visiting over Christmas. And yeah, I, I did enjoy watching all of the... There was a lot of chess. This year, usually we get the world dropping in Blitz, but this year we had a lot of extra events, which was fun. Because there was you know, always something happening. Uh, but maybe we should start with that. Maybe we should start with Ali Reza's road to the candidates. He won a lot of games,
0: which was good for him. There's been a lot of controversy about it. Let's start. You are basically a big fan of Elie and in, in this uh, controversy, right?
1: Yeah, I, I believe he behaved not just correctly but objectively the way that every athlete should behave like he maximized his chances to qualify for the candidates i think you know the matches that he played were well they weren't rated so obviously there was a problem there <laughs> but he played the seven rounds small open and won all seven games uh, just to ensure that he got into the candidates and i think that's what everyone should have done
0: so just to recap it Alireza needed to win, I forgot how many, five, six, eight points, right? To overtake Wesley so yeah. He sta- started by that uh, the mayor of his city, shots, sponsored three mini-matches. He needed to win 6-0, right?
1: He needed to win 6-0, and he didn't win 6-0. He won five and a half to a and half.
0: He started out with 5-0. He could actually have withdrawn and qualified, but he, he didn't. Yeah. I think at that point, when he was leading 5-0, there was quite some who were speculating it was all fixed, right?
1: Yeah, which is not... I mean, when someone racks up a score like that against a match, in a match that's clearly been arranged for the purpose of him qualifying for uh-huh. the candidates, I think the suspicions are fair. It's not unreasonable to ask questions there, but I think the fact that he drew the last game and they didn't get to the candidates through that route proves that those games were just played against weaker players and... He's better than them, so he wins. Like I don't think it's more complex than that.
0: No, no, I think it's a good way to clear yourself. I think also, I mean, the the Topolov-Kramnik World Championship match, people were also debating if Topolov were cheating, but he, he lost the match. I think that uh, kind of settles that one as well, right? So the first like, attempt by um, Alireza was a well a failure in the terms of that he didn't qualify.
1: It, it was also a failure in that the matches ended up not being rated by the series so It was it a bit of a waste of
0: time. And they didn't get the rated. Wow! No. This is more or less uh, the first time in history that I, I've heard about that they simply thought that this was too unserious, or did they have some kind of my clause?
1: my understanding? And I don't know if this has come out publicly, but my understanding is that the tournament was submitted incorrectly. Okay. Uh, it was in, it was submitted as a tournament and not a series of matches, which requires different regulations. Ma- Basically, the, the current regulations before the rules were changed in December is that a match had to be submitted 30 days in advance. Okay, And they didn't do that. So they tried to submit it as a tournament, which it clearly wasn't. And yeah, the FIDA said no.
0: But instead of uh, sort of crying and uh, going to Twitter and doing that, Aliresa just moved on, right? He simply he realized that the feeder January rating list, the cutoff is the 29th of uh, December, right? Even so, he mm-hmm. had like less than a week, or maybe he had exactly one week, and he just f- flipped out the tournament calendar, found some tournament in France, right? Yeah, that's basically what happened, and um, I think maybe he was a little bit fortunate that. G- Kamsky also played in this tournament. doesn't ah, well, because I, when he entered the tournament, I don't think Kamsky had enlisted, uh, but he needed him as sort of a bouncing ball to to grab grab some rating.
1: Yeah, he he definitely needed at least one pretty strong. Ah, that was because
0: of the feeder canceled. If the feeder hadn't canceled the previous one, it was basically enough if he won like two points. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, he needed yeah. to pick up a few points against Kamsky. But well, he actually, and honestly, like I think Kamsky is probably one of the worst players to play in that kind of scenario because he's still incredibly difficult to beat. <laughs> he loses like one game every two years. Uh, the problem
0: is that. Uh... I forget who you are. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, but that's because you played him in his peak years, like me. Well, you didn't actually (laughs) play him in his peak years. But, I mean, the guy, sorry, the Kamsky I remember was, of course, a beast like that. How he is now, I honestly don't know. But, I mean, to say that it was a sure thing, he would beat Kamsky. Not, of course, he was lucky he got got white to some extent. That, yeah, I think if
1: he'd got paired with black against Kamsky, Kamsky plays some London, like it's going to be very
0: difficult. I mean, I think he would still be a favorite to do it because he would go all in, but it would be a much bigger challenge. Now, as we saw the game, he got a nice position and he basically put pressure and crushed him in a way, right? So, um, yeah. yeah, so but also, I mean, it's maybe not the most honorable way, in my opinion, but. I mean it's completely legitimate and I mean well you actually find it just very honorable that you Yeah if, I, t-
1: I totally do like I yeah. feel like this is what players should do and mm-hmm. I think it's. I think maybe there's a something of a generational difference at this yeah. point between Gukesh and Alireza and the players who didn't qualify for the candidates because Gukesh basically did the same thing in mm-hmm. that he played two very strong round robins in December but basically, back to back. Um, and if he won either of them, he would qualify. He
0: managed to win the second one because, you, you know, that was his goal. Do you feel it's similar to what is it called uh, when people are flagging these days? I mean, remember Kramnik sort of, you know, you can't flag, while well, the young generation says it's just a completely legitimate part of the game. This is how we play.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty legitimate at this point. Like, I I, I under, like if it's rook against rook, I understand the frustration. Like, mm-hmm. if you have, like, 20 seconds left each, and you have rook against rook, and someone makes you sit there for yeah 60 moves.
0: Well, no, but also I you, 50 see, moves, but... you see <laughs> in, in, in speeches that they will run the, down the clock, and uh, no one would care. Well, I mean, I think it's ridiculous, but it seems like everybody thinks, no, oh, this is how we play. And, well, if everybody agrees this is how we play, then it's how, how it is, in, in, in a way. Yeah, as long as it's within the
1: rules, I think it's fine. I mean, with the speed chest, running the clock down, letting your clock run out to kill time, I'm not a huge fan of that. Because I think, as a viewer,
0: it's just terrible. Like, you, know, you will go and have a cup of coffee or whatever. But, I mean, like- you, you risk that it could... In a pawn ending, it could actually be for 10 minutes. So, I mean, yeah, it would, would be bad. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that, but within, when it's within the rules, mm. I think the players <laughs> are basically yeah. morally obliged to but maximize I think the
0: also the Shards tournament, we saw quite some complaining. Rouen, how, how it's pronounced in France, my apologies. That was a very little complaint, but everybody seems to think it was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just a, a nice little small tournament. I, I hope he goes back next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I have to say, I enjoyed the pictures because basically you see a top, I don't know if he's top, he's maybe only top 10 by now, but he sits there playing, you know, uh, an extremely local tournament. You can see that, well, people pay their entry fees, they buy their own cup of, of coffee, right? And it's a hall full of people. It's just like any kind of uh, local chess tournament as there should be. And then, well, Alireza is sitting there qualifying for the candidates.
1: But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. and I think all of that is just a net positive for chess. I think, you know, yeah, having one of, well, possibly the next world champion playing against some 1700
0: guy in a yeah, christmas I open mean, Like, i think this is brilliant like it, this is it what feels, chess should be this it is- feels wrong that you can qualify like this but it was also charming in some sense and maybe to round off the subject but uh, it didn't seem to be too bad training if the you know sometimes we say if you play weak tournaments when you go on to the next super tournament, it's not going to work because you will have lowered your level. But it seemed on the contrary, Alireza just keeping his speed. He's leading white by two out of two, right? So I yeah, thought it was a bit. Uh, chess a bit... is all about momentum. You just <laughs> yeah, you get the apparently. ball rolling, and you just keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not it, it, as fascinating. Anyway, we should move on to less fun subjects. Oh no, actually not. It's rapid and blitz is the next thing happening, right? Yep. So, so that we...
1: d- decent week for you.
0: Personal? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. And, uh, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, I wouldn't say that you congratulated me, but also it was not exactly me playing. But uh, yeah, I was Magnus second there, and um, that was great. They got to Samarkand, and despite, I would say, traveling logistics being quite difficult, it was a pretty impressive field. I'm just trying to talk Magnus' uh, performance up. I thought it was a good field, right?
1: Yeah, I think only really Nakamura was missing. And Al Alireza,
0: for obvious Another reason. reason. Okay. He had yeah, a yeah. bigger bigger event. <laughs> yeah, It
1: he, he didn't feel like he was missing because he
0: was still playing, but <laughs> exactly. he was playing elsewhere. No, Naka <laughs> chose not to go, but everyone else who would contend was more or less there, right? And uh, I think, well, this Rapid and Blitz is so rare I will praise Fide, but this one has turned out extremely well. It's become a major event. I mean, basically everybody is going and they seem to take it seriously.
1: Yeah, it's it. It is a very good event on its own. I mean, I think they've been very consistent with mm-hmm. keeping the dates the same and keeping well keeping Magnus playing. Like as long yeah. as you can get Magnus, you can generally get most of the top players. I I, I would much prefer if it's if a was there, of course, uh, which but... I think is unfortunate. But you know, in general, if Magnus plays, it's usually a pretty good tournament. And also, like there was a bunch of. Top players, like, yeah. It's not, but, like, it's not like there was, you know, Magnus, and then we're down to like twenty seven. But I
0: think that is more or less the rule. I also explained that to a lot of Norwegians. I mean, it, well, again, my, my same coaching career is now the same. That, well, a lot of us do great work, but it all surrounds Magnus. If you take Magnus out of the equation, I mean, it becomes difficult. Also, I mean, Norwegian television is praising themselves for great uh, things, and and rightly so, but. I mean, if Magnus decided to skip a year, it's not going to be great on Norwegian television. And it basically goes for everything that, well, he's a necessity for, for making these things uh, work, as I, as I see it. But of course, there will be a, a time after Magnus, and we will see. But I just thought the world rapid and blitz has grown. At some point, it was an event Well, people would play, they would collect the money, but they wouldn't really care. But now, I mean, they're treating it like it's something that actually matters. And, and that makes it more fun, uh, I would say. But not no, without controversy. And now, as we are debating you know, Magnus' special status, some kind of rebellion happened on day one or two, right? I forgot which day it was. But, uh,
1: Magnus I think it was tra- after day
0: one. I yeah. think
1: it started with Nepo tweeting
0: about it. Yeah, Nepo was tweeting about it and others started supporting him. And they basically were gunning at that um, Magnus has a private room or private suite where he can sort of go back to after the games. He didn't always have that. If you sort of Google far enough back, you can find pictures of me and uh, Magnus sitting in in Dubai, maybe nine or ten years ago, with with a laptop in a common room. But he has gotten this kind of room where he can go and hide. This is not the first year, and it's also not the first year there's criticism of it. But this kind time, it it kind of took off. And well, maybe as I'm so biased, you, you give uh, your opinion on this one.
1: In general, I think it's fine because I think. Magnus gets treated differently from all of the other players in terms of how much people harass him.
0: But okay, but this is a sort of uh, it's a world championship. Everybody should have equal conditions will be the argument. Yeah, but also like there. Like I mean, I've seen
1: seen events where players are asking for pictures with Magnus. I've seen events where arbiters and organizers are also asking for pictures with Magnus. It's not just fans because like this is I mean, I know it's a world championship, but it's a very big field. Like, there's a couple hundred players in total. Not everyone is necessarily competing for the top spots. And, you know, some of them will go ask for selfies or stuff like that. And I think Magnus gets treated differently in those kind of settings compared to the other players. Obviously, the others get asked for pictures and stuff as well, and that can be annoying, but, like, I think Magnus is a different case. I do agree that in general the it should be equal but also I don't think that's necessarily what the other top players want. I think the other top players also want either a private room or I think the the compromise is that some players were invited into the official VIP lounge. But again it was only some players so you know they didn't really mind as long as they got something as well. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, I remember back in in Berlin, which is the last time I was with Magnus for... I mean, uh, it's during Christmas uh, for a long time, and I was allowed to stay home with my uh, kids. Thanks for that, by the way. But then in in Berlin, I mean, Magnus had not a room for himself, but there was maybe like four or five players. I'm pretty sure Kramnik was there, and at least Nakamura as well. I don't know about Nepom. A little bit before he had broken through fully. But then they would have this kind of place. And I think... Well, the the criticism from the players goes in two directions. I think one of them is that Magnus gets this rest. But I fully agree with you that, I mean, in a World Championship match with two players, they are obviously getting the same conditions. And that's very reasonable. When it's 200 players, it gets very difficult for Magnus. There's no doubt. As you say, he's chased all the time. He could not get any kind of uh, free time. And, uh, and sort of, of, of calmness. And this is a huge difference from, say, other sports. I mean, uh, well, Romal- Ronaldo can just go to the dressing room and, and relax and hide. Any kind of other sports setting is built like that. But chess is very different. We play five rounds a day. They have to wait for half hour between the game. And Magnus is literally being mopped by other people. It's Well, yeah. it's always been the case and it's gotten worse recently. As you said, that... Well, I remember some story. Someone say, well, why don't you go to the Arbiter? Well, it was the Arbiter, I think, for, for I mean, an autograph. What should I do, right? And um,
1: Yeah, and th- th- also there was a, a case, uh, like, yesterday, I think, uh-huh. with uh, this young girl, this young English girl. She's eight years old, yeah. Uh, yeah. She was playing in the European Blitz Rapid Championship, and, or maybe it was the Rapid. It was Rapid or Blitz, I don't know. But she played against Nurgil Solomova, and I think it ended in a draw.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, no, I think she won, actually. No, she won. Yeah. So she, The eight-year-old girl beat one of the candidates in the next women's tournament, and after the game, you know, apparently Selimov had said to her, you know, it was very noisy around the board, and, you know, she was supposed to, you know, what go to the arbiters, but it was the arbiters making all the noise because they were all crowded around the board watching this eight-year-old yeah, girl, yeah. you know, demolishing IM, which is very impressive, but also, like, the arbiters are not always... Super no, but professional a, mean, these
0: things. Well, they are to some extent appointment appointed. If we should go in the criticism of uh, feeder direction, or well, they are not very well paid. It's a semi-touristic experience to some extent, and that's yeah. The point is, this is the premise it's built on. If you want to have a tournament with two hundred players with Magnus participating, we have to have some kind of balance, and I think balance is having a, a private room because. Well, Fieder, the organisers, is not capable of protecting him. The players and uh, the -hmm. arbiters are not willing to let him in peace. I actually think it's a reasonable compromise that gives Magnus some advantages, but he also has some disadvantages and uh, we are forcing him to live with them. I thought, for instance, that concept could be that every player could uh, buy a private room and it would just be rather expensive. Magnus yeah, do that. I, but, I, I guess mean, it depends
1: on the venue and depends yeah, yeah. on what
0: facility is there. But Plus, like,
1: I, don't, I don't really see a problem with like a VIP lounge for no. maybe the top 10 players from the previous year. Something like that. You like, can I make, think there should be some... They, it shouldn't just be given to people because...
0: You know, no, I agree. Up, you but, can say that, well, uh, Medalist or 2750 or whatever, it's, it's not impossible to make a cutoff that doesn't sort of give it to Magnus directly or so on. But I think this was part of the thing that Nepom was asking for his own uh, private uh, room in advance. He was saying, and he was told, no, no, we're not going to give it to anyone. Then they were giving it to Magnus. And of course, um, Nepom's case was a bit weakened in terms of that he was not doing too well. And neither was Caruana who sort of joined into the protest, but it was also quite legitimate and not the first time. So it's also somewhat of an unreasonable card to play towards him.
1: Yeah, I and think part me- of the part of the initial claim was that Magnus had access to a laptop that yeah the other players didn't have because you can't have two hundred laptops lying around in a big room.
0: But I think also, well, Magnus has his dad there. I think nothing prevents the other players of bringing a second slash family member who stands ready with a laptop. Well, Magnus didn't have a laptop, but I mean, you are allowed to have a person who 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 has this ready for you outside, right? So, I mean. He- I also okay, think that, that is
1: that, that, that is quite expensive to like bring a whole extra well, person who's going
0: to be course, there for. But that is Magnus is investing in in terms of his. I mean, n- there's nothing illegal in in West. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I, I understand. But yeah. like, I think <laughs> nowadays, I guess. I mean, when you have these short breaks between games, they're probably yeah. n- the player themselves is not going to do a ton of preparation. They're no. either going to get texted something or.
0: That would be ideal. I, when I played the, the World Cup in 2011. Uh, I had a lot of playoffs and well, we were just, I was sitting on the spectator I reading a book at some point where I desperately want to have access to a computer and prepare, but it was not really practically possible and uh, I just shrug it off. But of course, uh, it is something that should generally be addressed, but I mean, again, when we have 200 teams and not two teams, it's difficult to find the facilities, right? So then, well, you could limit uh, the field to 16 players and we could do it, but uh, there's no willingness to do that as well. So if you want to have this mass event, there has to be some compromises, I think.
1: Yeah. I, and I, I don't think limiting it to such a small event would be.
0: No, we have. Make ended... a better
1: event, for example. You know, you have a bunch of guys who get a chance at the top players. They, exactly. There's often a few people who overperform or they'll get to play with the top players for the first time. No, like it's, it's a very good
0: event in that respect. Of course, you could have a knockout thing and it could be also cool. But I think this one is cooler in a way. And it's a little bit like the the candidates tournament. That I'm not a, necessarily a huge fan of the uh, all-play-all, but it's worked so well recently. It would be insane to start uh, changing it. And the same with the World rep, It's It's actually working. So we will have to... Find some solution to these kind of problems, and um, but also the solution should not be to do it in a way when Magnus disappears, because we have to accept that it's a gift that he's playing.
1: Yeah, and I think the you know the cost to the organizers in terms of sponsors would be pretty large, and you know any amount of criticism they get for. Even just giving him his own room and giving everyone else nothing, I think they'll probably just take that out. Yeah, yeah. The uh, reality I, is that he is that. more valuable to them. But I, I think a compromise should be that, you know, the top 10 or 15 or whatever in each section should be allowed into a VIP lounge. Magnus yeah. should be in the same lounge. Like, I don't think Magnus is getting harassed by other top 10 players. Not like, to I the don't... same extent, maybe. But I, I, maybe... I don't think Fabi's asking Magnus for selfies. No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> maybe Nepo is. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but um, <laughs> no, you have a point in that, that well, at least that they could debate with Magnus, and then uh, we'll see how, how what he would do in a way.
1: But Yeah, anyway, I, I think
0: that's a reasonable compromise. But it okay. was not by but, far, uh, it was not even close to being the own, only drama of the, the Reppler and Blitz event, right? I mean... Uh, no, the dress code. Ah, the dress code, I even forgot. <laughs> yeah. That went into some kind of fighting, but that was almost pre-event? No, someone was sanctioned during the event, right?
1: Yeah, Anamaya Kazarian was uh, fined 100 euros during the event for wearing inappropriate shoes. Yeah. She was accused of wearing sports shoes. I did kind of Google how expensive her shoes were, and I don't think they're the kind of shoes you would play sports.
0: No, I mean... They were pretty expensive. They are made to look like sports shoes in order to... Have a cool appearance rather than being actual sports shoes, right? Yeah, I mean, they were designer shoes, they were Burberry, they were also incredible. The reason we care about it is that the, the rule says no sports sneakers, but sneakers is okay. I forgot.
1: Yeah, they, uh, they said no sports sneakers, and Emil Stelsky did clarify that it doesn't mean all sneakers. Yeah. So I'm genuinely curious, like, what sneakers qualify if, if, you know, like, Five hundred euro designer shoes don't qualify as desi- as you know dress sneakers. Then what does? Like I have no clue. But
0: also, I mean, from my perspective, could we care about the hundred things that are more important first? I mean, we this, could, yeah. yeah but this is, is no, no, um, no, not, not us. But I mean, uh, <laughs> feeder in enforcing rules. You think this has any kind of relevance?
1: I I don't know. I no. really. I mean, in the the open section, there was definitely a lot of dress code violations.
0: I think yeah, Nepo's
1: yeah. outfit on one day broke the yeah. broke the dress code in, I think, every piece of clothing he was wearing. Which I support, by the way. I'm totally on yeah. board with this. I think Rapid and Blitz should have
0: much more of a sports vibe than, than classical. Well, I think both, because... I mean, if you play in a suit, it's actually uncomfortable in terms of having to move quickly and so on and so forth, right? Yeah, I I mean,
1: even like, especially in Blitz, like if your choice is like wear short sleeves or not, like you wear short sleeves and you take the fine.
0: like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, I think (laughs) I will not say which event, but they had an event for, if you're late for the game, you have to pay that amount of euros. And I think as a joke, we, we always walked around with it in cash. So if they came, we could just... Okay. <laughs> yeah, Don't bother us. Here's the 500, right? But uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. If the fee, uh, fine is 100 euros, Magnus would much rather play in something that uh, helps his sporting uh, performance. But I think what you're also saying is that as long as they are not doing something that basically puts the game into disrespect, let them dress however they want. Yeah, I mean, I think...
1: You know, uh, I mean, there's a picture of Nepo and Dubov playing, which I guess we'll get to that game at some point. Yeah, we will. But also, like, they're both where neither of them are following the dress court. They're both wearing jumpers, but they both look good. Yeah. Like, the picture of them in that game, they're both wearing nice jumpers. They look great. Like, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing but it's against the dress code. And I like to think as long as people, you know, follow the spirit of the dress code rather than the letters, like they don't look like they've just rolled out of bed. Like there should be some flexibility. Like we should encourage the players to have some character. They're not bankers. Like we need to mm -hmm. stop pretending that they
0: are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, well, and we should stop pretending that having them look like bankers is to our advantage. It makes, very little sense in my opinion, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, particularly with fast chess. I think
1: with classical, you can definitely say there's a different vibe. Like It, it, it can look no. different with them um, dressed w- very a nicely. A world
0: championship match with two players, we can uh, debate if they should play in a suit or such. I'm not necessarily a huge fan, but I'm f- fine with being in the minority. But a mass event like this, I mean, if you had 200 uh, male players going around in the same dress, it would look ridiculous to me.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't think the dress code was applied very consistently. Of, which, but,
0: but so we can feel pity for 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 her that she lost a uh, hundred euros. But to be fair, it worked out pretty well for her. She got an amazing amount of exposure, right?
1: Yeah, but it's—I mean, that's <laughs> that—that's something at least. Yeah, but it's also. Yeah, not everyone actually enjoys that kind of exposure. It does come with a lot of criticism. It does come with a lot of... of uh, No, no, I
0: mean, also, it um, must have been incredibly disturbing, uh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I I watched her video recap, and she was clearly very upset during the day. I mean, by the next day, I think she kind of got things together. But, yeah, it's tremendously distracting. She had to run out of the venue, go buy a new pair of shoes. Like, it was absurd.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's also should be understood that the players... They don't play, I mean, they are living in a hotel, which is not the playing hall. So when you are told your shoes are not fine, well, you actually have a very sort of low practical problem that you're have. One, you are wearing a pair of shoes that are illegal. You have to go and find something else. I mean, it's, uh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and I mean, I think the reaction from the non-chess community was, you know, much more normal is that people were absolutely baffled by the idea yeah. that you need to wear certain shoes to play chess, which... yeah. Doesn't but also,
0: really I'm sense. baffled. I mean, well, there must be feeding people in FIDE who sit there and say, okay, we're going to take this case and just push it hard through. I mean, what goes on in their minds? I don't get it.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have no clue. I mean, Emil seemed to pass it over to the Athletes Commission and the people yeah, on the Athletes that Commission is, denied that they had any interest in this whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, I, It's
0: also ridiculous. I mean, FIDE has been pushing themselves for this uh, dress code for a long time to sort of push it on to the Atlas Committee. I mean, it's my impression if the Atlas Committee said that, well, this is ridiculous, let's just do whatever we want. Fede would not accept it. So, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, um, okay, fair enough. Then we move on to, well, the big one. It's the Pomiachi against Dubov. But it was a protest, at least they say so, against something that happened earlier. So we should also explain that, right?
1: Yeah. There
0: was a game that suddenly postponed the whole event for more than an hour?
1: Yeah, just about an hour. It was Yu Yang-Yi against uh, Hong, I think? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And there was a complaint that the clock had stopped working uh, so that Hong's time ran out so he made an appeal and it took them over an hour to decide whether or not the clock was faulty or not. Yeah, this seems extravagant to take an hour. Yep. To you know,
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: to say this.
0: quite embarrassingly, I have myself postponed an event like uh, the the World Rapid in in Dubai for for this nine years ago. I was playing a game there, and we also got into some dispute. I was right for, for a change, and and won it, but we basically debated for twenty minutes with the arbiters, and the problem is that that sort of uh, delays everything else and uh, well I was on minus something so it had really little relevance uh, much less relevance for the standings than than this game had Mm -hmm. so of course it is inbuilt in the system that this can happen and of course players needs to have the possibility to protest uh, in in a way Mm -hmm. but I mean well I think it has to be like in football right so you know uh, he says the clock is not functioning then the arbiter looks at it and after one minute he says okay I've ruled this, and that's more or less it. Or how how do you see it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't hold up the whole thing for an hour. No. I mean, not over something as relatively trivial as this. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if there was a cheating accusation, for example, I understand why that might take longer to establish what's actually happening, and people might be more emotional and... Things like, that. but you know, when
0: it's a, well, then we're
1: also in a, le- a legal situation
0: already. I mean, uh, yeah,
1: but when it's just a clock, either the clock works or it doesn't. Yeah, like you test the clock. If the clock works, okay, you flagged, like you messed up,
0: human error. They I also mean, have video of everything, basically. If they have video and such, it should also be possible to check it. But well, some of the criticism I saw, I, I actually saw Nepom, is, oh, there's just all these kind of riling podcasts coming out talking about feeder, and now Nepom has has his own as well, uh, quite interesting. And he was saying that, well, it's ridiculous it takes so long. But it's also a problem that, I mean, well, that people are are connected uh, and such. I mean, well, for instance, what I really disliked from a legal perspective was that you see that uh, the chief arbiter and the head of the appeals is standing together with the player debating. I mean, that's a comp- two difficult juridical entities. One is the chief arbiter who has to make a an decision. And then you have the appeal committee who should... Well, look at the case, and uh, decide on that. But they're not supposed to target to each other, and yeah. it basically said that. Well, chess things has to end up with we're going to sit and debate things together and find a solution. That's just not how how it should work. I mean, you have a referee. He he he. Look at the case. Bang! He makes a decision. That's how sports should be. Right.
1: Yeah, but also like you know, I mean, we've definitely joked about appeals committees enough, but like. We know how these appeals committees have decided. These are, these are jobs for the boys. Like, that's what they, they are. Like People get paid to be on these appeals committees. And you know yeah. if you know the right people and you say the right things, you get a job as an appeals committee.
0: Nepom actually made this point, and he did it a bit uh, sharper than, uh, than us. He's, he's apparently less dependent on FIDE. He said <laughs> that, well, the problem is that the appeals committee is not independent. Of course, they are independent in principle. But as you say, they get the jobs from FIDE, and they are completely aware of that. So they will tend to rule in the direction of the chief arbiter because he's also getting, he's also part of the FIDE family to some extent. And this Nepom was saying it's openly, and well, I agree with him. I I think
1: there should be like almost an element of randomness about who's on the appeals committee. For example, there should be a player in the tournament.
0: That could be. That would be. That that was the case.
1: Randomly select one for each decision.
0: I mean, back in the old days when we started a tournament, it will be like, uh, so who do you who who wants to be an appeal committee? And then you know you will go and. Suggest, I don't think you uh, get to. The, you shouldn't do it like that. though. <laughs> you, no, you, you could, shouldn't
1: let people choose. <laughs> well, maybe not. But
0: um, well, it's but also, I generally you could argue this idea of having a pool of, you know, fifty eligible person who could be an appeals committee, and then yeah, you yeah. draw lots of. of that or something like that. that yeah, there is...
1: I, I think that would be more reasonable. Yeah. But I, you know, the, that's not what the function of the appeals committee is. No, is to... I
0: have suggested that arbiters and appeal committees that there is a completely separate entity who sort of evaluates and, and chooses these persons who has nothing to do with the political layer of it. But well, as you pointed out, as we all understand, it is uh, it is rewards for. I mean, no, to call it bribes is way too strong. But it's a, you know, it, it's a way of uh, Rewarding people to a certain extent, right? Um, yeah, it's and uh, an, it's an exchange of money and for services. Yeah, some. I mean, for sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is. Well, we are both getting paid in the chess world as well. I mean, it's uh, it's not uh, unreasonable yeah, do but that. No, but I mean the way of these. Yeah, I mean
1: this this is how they get decided. Like there's no no doubt.
0: But this was sort of the prelude, and well, we should understand that. Well, Magnus, at least. Could go to his private uh, suite and wait for an hour. But here, you had 200 players. Uh, I think even you had 300 players because the female section was also waiting despite it didn't happen in their group, right? So, yeah, but
1: okay, you can't really start their game no. as
0: well. Everyone is standing around making noise. Like So you have 300 players who just have to sit and wait and uh, they can't go back to the hotel because they don't know when the round starts and so on. I mean, mm-hmm. Well, you will see it in football on an extremely rare occasion if there is violence among spectators, but well, you cannot imagine... Well, we all think that it's ridiculous. VAR checks takes two minutes. Well, this one took more than an hour. It's extremely disturbing for the players. It takes their time and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. I mean, So that, that act- was
1: the, the background to yeah. the NEPO and Dubov game. <laughs> yeah. And then... Okay, so...
0: <laughs> so what did they do? <laughs> Well, they made a quick draw on, in 13 moves, and uh, they were all 13 knight moves, and basically, well, they were starting knight f3, I think knight f6, knight d4, knight d5, and shuffling the knights around the board, and mm-hmm. then on move 13, Nepong, uh, sorry, Dubov played knight f3 and offered a draw, which was accepted. That mm-hmm. is bad enough in itself, uh, I think, and... Um, They were not punished immediately. They were actually punished only after the next round because then the day was over and the chief arbiter decided to give them both a zero instead of the the draw. So it had also messed up the pairings because uh, Nepom had to play Magnus the next round based on it being a draw, but now he was deducted half a point by the chief arbiter. But I would say everything was done to the book uh, at this point. But then I think Nepom and Dubov... They protested to the appeal committee, which is also kind of straightforward. But I think also the players hadn't realized, and not too many had either, but um, there is microphones next to the board, right? So basically, Mm -hmm. well, I think that uh, you were basically saying if you were the players' lawyers, you would be a bit quiet because it was literally (laughs) a confession on tape, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. They they discussed what they were going to do before the game and then they
0: played the moves
1: on the board. So I don't think there's ever been a clearer case of a prearranged no. result. <laughs> I think no, no. I think I mean, it'd be very difficult to defend this one. I'm kind of surprised that they even bothered to appeal. I think you know, <laughs> they're lucky that they didn't
0: get forfeited from the tournament. Well, I, I think, think that a like, they are lucky they didn't get forfeited from the tournament. And Magnus sort of said in a release, he thinks it's okay they got punished, but it's good that they didn't get uh, forfeited. But I mean, forfeited for the tournament is one thing. You could also argue that we have video evidence of two players match-fixing a game in a world championship. That would normally lead to a rather long ban, would be my impression.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. And also, also, it's not what I would want. I don't no. want either of those players to be banned. But yeah, I think it's, it is very difficult to kind of make a case that they sh- there should be a punishment for that. I think 0-0 is fair, like... They lose the half point each, and
0: yeah, I mean, what you the know, it's mean,
1: clear that they were very upset by you know the way the tournament had been organized so far. They shouldn't have done it, but you know, like the reality is, they're the but, pe- only people who are lost out from it. So,
0: but but do you really think that that argument holds up just minimally in court? That you say, no, you was a protest. I mean, there's many while. No, but I think you protest. can make a case that, yeah.
1: Game fixing is that yeah. generally at least one player winning and getting so advantage of. You are
0: saying players? that they are not trying to cheat. Well, they get some extra rest, but that. They yeah, could I mean, get... if
1: if they wanted to just rest, then they could just agree a draw immediately, yeah. as many yeah. other players did. Yeah.
0: So you are arguing that, sure, it is match fixing, but this we still believe happens all the time. And I, I mean, would it's, say... it's match fixing
1: in 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 cases like this? I think that. A zero zero is an appropriate
0: punishment for this yeah, and kind of. Well, thing. I would argue that normally we say, "Sure, this game is obviously match fixed," but we don't have evidence. Well, this time we actually do. But then, of course, we can debate. I mean, uh, how hard should we hammer them? And I say that if we only give them a zero, we are saying this is not a very serious offense. But that's basically what you're saying—that uh, pre-arranging a, a game as a draw. No, no, I think
1: I think uh, losing a half point is a Pretty serious, yeah, punishment uh, in the World it, championship. Theoretically, think,
0: it cost uh, Dub of the world championship. So fair enough. Yeah,
1: I think it's a, it's not, kind of letting them off lightly.
0: No, mm-hmm.
1: and it's something that happens very rarely in chess for players to just be defaulted. I mean, and you can definitely kind of consider whether they should be fined a certain percentage of the prize money as well. But I, yeah, I don't yeah. think this kind of thing is like. It's clear that. <laughs> Like you know, there are there's very malicious forms of match fixing, and I don't think that's what was happening here. Like mm-hmm. they were, no, they were both being incredibly dumb. Yeah. And so you're think... saying
0: that they are not trying to, well, they're trying to ruin the integrity of the tournament, but in case of lo- making it lo- look ridiculous, they're not trying to ruin the integrity of the sporting results. Something like this, yeah? Yeah, I think that's
1: that would be fair. And I don't think it was a particularly good form of protest. I don't think it was no. particularly uh, clear that they were protesting. Because no, that I only really realised much, until... much
0: later. But of course, maybe we... Well, we're not in the hall. Maybe, I mean, it was not... I mean, we had to wait one hour as well, but I would just make coffee and go and play with my kids uh, while the players actually had to sit on... Uh, some bench somewhere and wait. I mean, I can understand they were pissed, but yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, there there are definitely better forms of protest. Yeah, uh, right. I think the players should be, be a bit smarter about these things. Yeah,
0: but, I, I, it's clear. I don't think they realized they were on tape. <laughs> I mean, no, there's, also, yeah. <laughs> there is also that. But
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you know, you live and learn. I, yeah. I, no, no, well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the problem: is that they didn't live and learn, and they repeated it entitled Tuesday the next week. Yeah, that is also that is shocking to me. Actually, I, I actually don't think it's shocking. I think uh, knight d four is just a draw for at this point. So
0: like, yeah, yeah, no, maybe that's what right. was happening. They offered a draw with knight d four, and I mean, don't get it wrong. I have analyzed knight d four now, of course, and I don't think it's losing. Of course, it's very bad, but it's not as bad as the grope, for instance. But maybe, yeah. Thanks for this uh, necessary information, but. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say, <laughs> to to be honest. But um... yeah, I mean, I guess it. Yeah. But well, also, like, I, I mean,
1: objectively, don't think this is worse than the Berlin repetition. Okay. Uh,
0: that is wrong on so many levels that we need a separate <laughs> e- episode for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's the same yeah. thing. Like... fair enough. I really don't, and uh, I think I think it would be cool to have an episode about draw draws like this okay so, we'll so get
1: hammer a... and kramnik on to discuss it
0: yeah yeah I mean hammer and kramnik is always welcome I mean uh, and even if kramnik is scared of me being annoying which actually could happen I'm willing to sit this one out it will hurt me but if it's just gonna be you and kramnik uh man against man okay I will I will do it for the everybody wants that so uh, kramnik if you're afraid of me I will not be there don't worry this, but, this way. I mean, this is it's a very interesting topic. Uh, I think we should do an, a special episode about the draws, to be honest. Um, okay. Good because idea. I I mean, I disagree too much with you on this one, that I, if I start, I will not stop.
1: Yep. Okay. So let, let's move on. We'll do this another week. Uh, yeah. Okay. So next up, we have has finally published the list of oh, yeah. candidates. Okay. And you are
0: a PR media guru. If you had to rate that performance from 0 to 10, where are we on the scale?
1: Well I mean they they got people talking about it, so That is true. Yeah, it's not terrible.
0: No, no, fair enough. Anyway, let's explain. I don't think
1: they're necessarily obliged to say that Magnus won't play until he tells them that he won't play. So they were kind of in a weird spot.
0: Anyway, let's say what they what happened, right? That feather published that now, okay. January first uh, has passed, and these are the eight players who, who will play in Toronto. Or did they say the eight players who qualified for Toronto? I think they said who will play in Toronto. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what. No, they no. Doing but yeah. they put up pictures, and of course, everybody spots Magnus Picture And uh, as Magnus' sort of coach, I would say that well, in given any kind of possibility, Magnus has said very clearly: there's no chance I'm going to play. I think he said it during the World Cup. He said it after. I mean. Privately, publicly, wherever, and then, then could they could be bluffing. Yeah, and <laughs> that. But we have gone through this once already. I mean, it's like uh, it's a guy who actually, you know, voluntarily gave away the world championship title. He has some credibility in that sense,
1: but yeah, it, it would be very odd if he jumped back in for this one immediately. Like, I, I, it would make more sense if he, you know. If Ali Reza wins, becomes world champion, and Magnus plays the next one. Or if Gukesh or Prague wins the world championship. Like, I, to me, it's more logical if he actually wanted to play a match against Prague or Gukesh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... like the, that seems like a different challenge. I'm really not going to hijack the system, but even... And I'll give Magnus any ideas, but let's say Ali Reza or Prague becomes world champions. I mean... Well, he could say, why don't we play a 16-game match with a sponsor in India or France or Norway? I mean, it would still be very interesting. Uh, I mean, if Magnus Mm -hmm. wanted to have a match against one of these guys... Well, he could choose to qualify. It would be extremely exciting. He could also ask, is my impression. Uh, I mean, there is many ways of of doing it. I think that the main point is that he's given away. He doesn't want this at the moment, right? Um, Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think he's really interested in a match against someone. I understand FIDE got some
0: traction by this uh, media thing uh, by publishing a a list of players with Magnus Picture, but doesn't it more ridicule them that they're giving PR? Or there's no thing as bad PR in the chess world?
1: Yeah, I mean I guess the they're ne- they're never really gonna be breaking news with this announcement. So like it's not it's not really new information.
0: Everybody is very well aware of who's actually gonna play in the candidates. So like I don't I don't think it's a huge deal. I don't think there was one person saying, Oh wow, Marcus is actually playing, right? Everybody just no, thought no, no. <laughs> no, no, I mean <laughs> But I mean it's a little yeah, it gets some
1: some attention. I, I I don't really have a problem with it. Okay, and th- now they've they've clarified that minus is not going to play. Mm-hmm. He's officially declined, so the candidates. Yeah, that's still... why he
0: does withdrawn. I would object a bit to that. No, he was never in, but uh, who cares? Uh, but yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. yeah. No, so yeah, yeah.
1: He's available to work as a second for any of the candidates.
0: Really? Okay. You Could never be. know. <laughs> I, I doubt. Uh, yeah, again. No, then I will give away secrets of how we do things in our team. But uh, yeah, that will surprise me a bit. (laughs) I'm actually going to a a camp with him tomorrow. But um, I've been told to bring my golf set. That's as much as I know. So I'm, I don't no no laptop, just the golf. No, I have laptop. I will have for for, for myself. But I have. Instead of booking a suitcase, I've booked the golf bag. So I mean, at least I hope there will be some. And. uh, uh, well, I think he um, he seems to be there with uh, Howell now, and they are posting uh, pictures where they are both sitting in uh, either a light shirt or without any shirt on. So it seems to be in pleasant uh, climate. So it, it, we're probably going to the south of Spain. A short trip for me, but um, for him probably a longer camp. Uh, okay. and, uh, so that should That's... be be interesting. But I are don't like to
1: say what this camp is
0: aimed at, or no. I, well, uh, if I knew, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Well, his next it's, event is in Germany, as far as I understand, right? There is this Chess yeah. 960 event in uh, uh, at a sort of seaside resort in the north of uh, Germany. And uh, I think it's going to be very strong, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I it's incredibly that, uh, strong. I think Ding's Ka- playing. Ding, Caruana, Aronian.
1: I think Gokesh plays in this Gokesh, one, as well. yeah.
0: I would assume came since it yeah. is Germany, and a couple of more, but I've uh, actually forgotten.
1: plays as well.
0: Really? I'm not. Maybe I'm I, wrong. I think not. To be honest, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. I used to say if I hope so, not. It's, but it's uh, for some. Uh, no, I, I don't think he is. To be honest, but but um, that should be interesting. And it's 960. And well, you can see on the picture with Howell Magnus is uh, playing a, a chess 960 game with him, but. From from our perspective, the exciting thing is that it might be the first time in history that uh, extremely st- strong world elite players will play Chess 960 with classical time control. I never think that has happened before. This has been one of Magnus' basic points that, well, actual chess is so well explored, we should play it uh, in the rapid format. On the contrary, Chess 960 is so complex and so unnatural for chess players that... Mm-hmm that it has to be played with classical time control. So this would be an interesting experiment. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we didn't go into the kramnik details, but something that would be interesting for me, for instance, is that, well, we are we are publishing all these percentages. How much are these percentages actually dropping if you start playing 960? I would assume they drop quite considerably. And uh, so this actually would give you an idea, if you think this is a reliable stat, how much worse does human become in chess 960 compared to... Uh, Normal chess. I mean, maybe Magnus plays at 2600 level, which is already pretty good, but it's still a, a considerable drop for what he normally does. This uh, will be interesting. Yeah. To
1: see. I think, yeah, I think some of the, the previous chess 960 games, I think occasionally players have drifted into very unusual positions and just played really way below their normal. I mean, you, level. Have
0: you, you have seen White being lost at move six. At I mean, well, if you were lost at move six with the White in a classical game, I mean, it would be really embarrassing, right? I mean,
1: yeah, but it's—I guess it's just you know—you get into a unique position, and yeah. you, just, you can't rely
0: on your no, That's the point, point in chess like we just, we know it so think- well. And, no, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it can end up a bit embarrassing for the players uh, and um, and such. But this this we will have. No, this I'm looking forward to. And um, yeah, so the, I mean, the
1: full field is Magnus, Fabi, Ding, Eliezer, Keimer.
0: Noddebeck, Gukesh, and Aronian. It's extremely strong. Nakamura and So is perhaps missing of those who have done things uh, pretty well in Chess 960. Perhaps I think Sam Sevian won this uh, last St. Louis event uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, Gary would, would be very welcome, but maybe uh, as well. He, Gary is also a huge fan of Chess 960. I actually think that if both, well, Fischer kind of invented it, and it, Magnus and Gary likes it. This says something. I mean, so so that that's. I think we're going to look at some chess nine hundred and sixty. We're going to play some golf, and uh, it's not a not a bad job I have. Also, I mean, you are probably the wrong guy to complain with. But here in Lithuania, we had uh, minus twenty a couple of times recently, and mm-hmm. that is tough on me. But this is just how you live, right?
1: Yeah, I think we're about minus twenty today. We but we did have a a patch of about five days where we were very close to minus forty. Okay. Like, but you know, like like minus thirty five, but mm-hmm. then minus forty with the wind.
0: But yeah. maybe you are so your houses are so used to it that you can actually manage. Because for us, uh, temperature started dropping inside and such.
1: I mean, oh no inside we're fine like there's yeah. no real problem but like that temperatures you can go outside for like five minutes maybe yeah and then you start to
0: this start this me. was a big thing for me when i moved to lithuania from denmark because well we do have the gulf stream in denmark temperatures will drop but not below minus 10 mm. and the first winter here i will just go in my jeans and go for half an hour walk that the body cannot manage and uh, oh that yeah, i learned yeah. i learned the hard way simply and. Uh, you have to be so, careful. Um, but yeah, yeah this I'll, was a
1: very unique... This is the worst... The coldest this has been for like 10 years.
0: Yeah, no, we yeah. had it the same. I mean, it seems like it's been it's, it's been tough. But I mean, probably you're right. You are living so north in Sweden that... Uh, I mean you have actually well you had to set yourself up to manage these kind of things, right? So
1: Yeah, in general, like houses are incredibly well insulated, they're very warm, there's no problems with that. But I, even at, that, at those temperatures, like infrastructure started to struggle. Like they couldn't uh-huh. they couldn't use buses, they couldn't use even like even snow blowers didn't work at that temperature. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, fair enough. I mean
1: But yeah, I am escaping the snow also this week. I'm going to a little northern town in the north of the Netherlands on Wednesday.
0: Ah, so. that is true. Actually, yeah. The, the, so you're saying the big There's thing is not It's actually weird that uh, I have forgotten that because Mister Dottie is lucky enough to go to a place that I have spent more than half, half a year of my life in. It's the maybe the coolest chess when there is. The vacancy thing, right? So yeah, I mean. You're going to a small seaside town in January that's basically blocked off from anything but chess players. It can't get better than that, right? Yeah, it sounds
1: great. It'll be, yeah, it'll yeah. be nice and warm, relatively speaking. It'll be, yeah. You know, it's the first time I've been, so
0: I'm very excited. Oh, really? You've never been? I've never been there. No. Wow. So when I say the, you know, the Italian restaurant or the Kleine Switzerland, you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, okay, idea. that's cool. <laughs> oh, that you will enjoy. Oh, I'm not sure they will, but for you, it should be a great uh, experience. So. <laughs> This you will tell us all about later. I'm sure that, and I think, as Tony Miles wrote someplace, if there's no controversy, well, the chess journalists have to make them themselves, right? So, I mean, yeah, can that'll co- be
1: my goal while I'm there. I'll try and make some controversies. Good, good.
0: I I'm saw hoping that,
1: that... that Ding Loren, you know, he last year in can Kansas, he picked his
0: second. So I'm hoping that, you know, this time it could be the same. Ah, he could take you as a manager. I mean, that would be a match. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Um, <laughs> Plus, people said that he should choose a second. I thought he's grabbed the best one there is. It was just a match made in heaven with him and Rapport. I mean, we won the season two of that one. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I don't see why they wouldn't work together again. No, like no. I, I mean, you cannot stop after that in a way. I would say, and also, well, to round it off with some good news, Ding announced that uh, he's back and he's going to defend his title. Well, of course, it would be fun from my perspective if he, you know. A lot another world champion. But Dink said, no, I'm back, and that's it, right?
1: Yeah, he seems... I mean, clearly he needed a break, like that's for sure, but yeah. he seems to be back. He's He says he's definitely going to defend this title. And, I you think
0: know... people probably underestimate the psychological burden of suddenly being world champion. That's not really something we all want. Uh, well, oh, some of us cannot even aspire to dream of, but uh, it does have some kind of effect, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like it must be very difficult to motivate yourself after winning it because, like, what do you do next?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, it's going to be downhill from, from here, right? I mean, uh, and such. And also, well, for Magnus, when he became world champion, maybe it was not a shock because he's been the best player in the world for a while. Ding didn't have that experience, right? So, yeah. It was... Yeah,
1: and also, like, the, the age difference, you know, like, becoming world champion at 21, 22 is very different from doing it at 30. I can Im- yeah, yeah. No, um,
0: I mean... It, sounded, it must have been a distant dream for Ding, but I don't think Ding thought that he was really competitive with Magnus, for instance, and such, right? So,
1: interesting. Yeah. He, started draws, be... right? But, yeah, uh... he started with two draws, right? Uh, yeah, uh... he started with two draws. Yesterday, a fairly quick draw as well against Donchenko.
0: Yeah, he was slightly out-prepared with, uh, with white. it can happen. And I think the other draw with Black, there was not much... I mean, he hasn't really gotten to play chess yet, in a way, right? I would mm-hmm. say, so... I mean, it's not that we cannot say that he's you know rusty or anything like this. I think uh, we just hadn't really started for him in, in, in some sense. Yeah, so it is it like, a very long tournament. Yeah, it? yeah. Trust, so trust me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is maybe the, the sort of uh, hidden secret about why that uh, it can be a very nice place, but if you are doing badly, it's uh, seventeen days in you know cold uh, conditions and such. I think result really matters there, and. Well, you imagine you come off to a bad start. You have one point out of five in a normal tournament. Well, you're one than halfway in the Not at all. I mean, you can really get uh, pounded badly there. But, uh, but we'll see. So mm, good. Okay, we have to start packing for going to the south, both of us. So maybe that's yeah. All.
1: So well, I'll. Uh, I hope you enjoy your trip. And I'll... thanks. I,
0: I, I promise you, I will. And uh, I hope also that the uh, will will enjoy yours. So
1: yeah i'm i'm sure it'll be very interesting i did yeah. miss the 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 protest that was there on what did on the it happen first day.
0: i saw that uh, they were i think protecting. they blocked
1: some roads I, th- I thought it would be incredibly funny if that was the the day that i went to like and you yeah know, yeah, was, yeah. Like, literally blocking the roads to stop me but you know some but things, they were protesting. sometimes
0: not everything works for me but they was it chess-related or it was, it was Tata Steel-related, right? They were. Yeah, I believe, I believe they were protesting against guess. I Tata think uh, some previous years they were going after Tata because there was pollution within the city that was affecting people and such. I mean, uh, well, of course, us chess players are very happy about uh, the steel factory there because they are sponsoring chess. And I think generally they strike me as... Uh, very thoughtful guys, but of course uh, some locals will protest at uh, at times. And, uh, yeah, it's always tricky to manage the balance. Yeah. And, uh, but, I, yeah, I well, we have no clue, and also for us, we're just guests there for two weeks every year and are treated like uh, royalty, at least if you come as Magnus II. So um, it's hard to be objective there. No, I, I assume
1: I'll be treated the same way.
0: <laughs> I would assume. I mean, you are gonna be picked up in a car and this kind of stuff, right? I mean, uh, I would in the airport
1: well yeah but it's more you know my friend's friend is gonna pick us up so. ah, okay, okay. I, I don't think the organizers will send
0: no but they, no. they have
1: been very nice to invite me
0: so I'm sorry with us they come with a sponsor poster at least when we go to 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 the games but once, I'm, yeah i'm not getting that <laughs> once there was only four spots in it and um we were five people so i took the bus but it was also kind of interesting so i mean yeah Well, things could happen anyway okay well' take good care thanks a lot see you next week
1: cheers Cheers. Bye-bye.